Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. You're listening to only the best internet radio station in the world. This is your number one radio station. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. What's going on, tribe? We are back. We are back. Welcome to the Roy Judah Podcast Show. I am your host, Juma Bush. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you click on the Roy Judah Podcast Show. It's been a minute, tribe. Really miss you guys. Listen, the last episode was a Sunday Entrepreneur Series episode. That was on July the 30th. And that was entitled Learning to leave we are again back it's been a minute i missed you hopefully you're doing well hopefully your your loved ones and and your friends and your family are doing well we are here let's get it uh right off the bat let's give a warm warm sponsor shout out love and rain company Shout out to my girl, Raina, over at Love and Rain Company. Got to give some love to my guy, Rufus, my brother, my great friend and brother in Christ over at the RH3 show. That's right. The RH3 show. Love you, bro. Got to give some warm love and sending my condolences and and heartfelt sympathies to miss yolanda morant over at wild praise music and media uh life is precious so we're going to send our love and, and warm condolences to her and her family got a sense of love to my guy jay over at gospel 107.1 fm hey jay listen we need to connect i need you to shoot me a message so we can get the ball back rolling uh love you bro Listen, got to give a shout out to Jay Carroll Photography, Miss Jasmine, traveling all over the world, giving us beautiful art. Shout out to my sponsors. Listen, you already know how we do it. If you want to follow the Roy Judah podcast on social media, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget, you can visit www.theroarofjudah.org. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor for the Roar of Judah podcast, send us an email at admin at theroarofjudah.org. Again, that's admin at theroarofjudah.org. Or you can hit us at info at theroarofjudah.org. Again, that's info at theroarofjudah.org. As always, we kick off every show now with prayer prayer is powerful it is a declaration in faith and belief with hope knowing that what we're praying for what we are asking for shall be answered not in our time but in the timing of our lord so let's take a moment and bow our heads Heavenly Father, thank you again for this day. Thank you for this moment. We are delighted 
and pleased to be able to come to the throne. Your son, Jesus Christ, died on a cross and became our intercessor. Now we have direct access to you and we are grateful. Thank you for watching over the listeners. Thank you for the listeners who have not yet clicked on the Royal Judah, but soon shall. Let every word be a manifestation of your goodness. Bless those who are in need. Watch over those who may need protection. Feed the hungry. Open the eyes of the blind. Lord, lead us, guide us, and direct us in all our ways. And we'll always give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tribe, you know what that means. Let's go to work. It has been about three months since we dropped the last episode. And I wanted to touch base with you and let you know that everything happens in God's timing. That it has been a three month sabbatical for myself. And I understand now that everything is about timing. I was just having a good conversation the other day about the importance of understanding coursework versus hands-on. Don't get me started. The coursework is the word of God. If you do not study it, if you do not spend time with it, you will fail at the hands-on aspect. Now, the hands-on aspect is when we go out into the world and we have to learn how to apply what we've learned. Listen, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to give you that gem. That one's for you. Just meditate on that. This episode is brought to you by all our lovely sponsors. And the title of this episode is The Great Work. For the people in the back, the title of this episode is The Great Work. I'll be talking about Nehemiah 4. Nehemiah 4. If you want to turn to Nehemiah 4, do so. Or you can read Nehemiah 4 in your spare time. Now, how I arrived at Nehemiah 4 is because as I was studying, a question came into my mind because I'm always seeking information and wisdom. And I wanted to know in the story of Nehemiah, yes, he built the wall. For those who may know, and for those who don't know, Nehemiah rebuilt the wall in Jerusalem. And the question came to my mind, well, how did the wall become destroyed? When I tell you, it took me on a journey. I went on a phenomenal journey and I learned some valuable information in order to find out how the wall was tragically tore down. You have to go back to first Kings, second Kings, and so on and so on until you get to Nehemiah. It's almost like a buildup. So from what I learned is that the wall was tore down by the enemies of the tribe of Judah. And so word came to Nehemiah that the city was under duress. And on 14 different occasions, 
Before Nehemiah made a move, he prayed, asking God about what to do, how to move. I want to pause right there and ask you, how many times do you go to God in prayer before you move? Too often, we make speedily decisions based on emotion, thoughts, what's best for our situation. And too often, those decisions do not line up with what God has purposed for our life. I'm going to just let that sit there. Let that simmer for a second. Listen. Nehemiah went to God on 14 different occasions to get the answer to what to do. Once God approved, Nehemiah went to the king and was commissioned. Listen to me. He was commissioned to go do a great work. I want to take a moment and ask you a simple question. If you have been called, if you have been called to do a great work and you have been commissioned to do a great work, see, he was called first by God because he went to God in prayer to go do the work, but then he was commissioned by the king. If you have been called and commissioned to go out and do a work, my question to you is what is stopping you from doing that great work? In order to understand Nehemiah's story, you must go back as a historian. You must become a historian, okay? And you have to go back and trace the rich history that leads up to Nehemiah's part in this somatic story. And what I learned is that the enemies encamped around the wall of Jerusalem and they continuously bombarded the city. They tore down the walls. They burnt all of the houses and even they burnt the Lord's house down to the ground and the tribe of Judah was taken into captivity. The king's sons, thank you, Holy Spirit. Woo. He always brings what I need to say in remembrance. The king's sons were slaughtered in front of him and they cut out his eyes and took the king and every person left into captivity and they took them back to Babylon. You got to go read the story, okay? You got to go back and check out Nehemiah 4. I suggest that you go all the way back, though. Go to 1 Kings, 2 Kings, and build your way back up so that you can get the understanding of how the city was infiltrated, right? So Nehemiah gets the commission. He has called. He's been sent out to do the great work, and he goes to look at the condition let me work. He went to go look at the condition of the wall. What you have to understand is whatever that you're working on in your life right now that you've been called to do, I want to pose a quick question. Did you assess the work before you begin? Woo. Let me work. I miss you guys. We back. Let's get it.
Have you assessed the work that you've been called to do? Too often we sign up, we 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 petition and we we volunteer for things, but did you assess the work before you begin? And so Nehemiah assesses the work that needs to be done. Now I want you to understand as Nehemiah is assessing the work, he has not even begin to tell anyone else what his plan is again he goes and prays to god to get instruction specific instructions on how to rebuild the wall let me work too often we are in desperation of building something great and in order to build something great you must first go to God in prayer. You must first go to God in prayer to understand what is the specifics? What is the specs? If you do not know what the word specifications is, please go look that up. But in order to build anything, you need to have the specifications. Every computer screen, every TV has specification. It may be a 120 hertz. It might be 90 hertz. It might be, you know, 32 inches. It might be, you know, 128 uh, uh, hertz. There are specific specifications to everything in life. So the great work that you are working on has specifications. And if you do not follow those specification, things may be uneven. Have you ever? tried to hang a picture or art in your house and you don't have the right tools and you need to know the dimensions of the art in order to hang it on the wall you need to know where the stud is in the wall so that you can hang it let me work so you need some specifications the picture may be 11 by 17. You need to know that it is 11 by 17 uh, so that when you go hang it, you know exactly where you're hanging it. I don't want to drift off too far. Just listen to me. Nehemiah had to get the specifications from God on how to rebuild the wall. Now, what you want to understand is that Nehemiah had people with him. I want to say this. Who has God called into your life to help you do the great work listen man let me work too often we have petitioned holy spirit you work too often we have petitioned for people to come help us build or do the great work but god has called a particular people oh my gosh Woo. god has called a particular people a chosen people to help you do the work that you've been commissioned and called to do. Those people will do it with love and compassion. Those people will do it with the heart to fight. I don't want to get too deep, but I want you to understand you got to go read the story because it was so much going on in the story of Nehemiah. He was being opposed by naysayers i want to dive for a moment on three important aspects you need to know who is your community 
who is your crowd, and who is your core. Let me say it again for the people in the back, and I'm going to say it in the correct order. You need to know who is the crowd, who is the community, and who is your core. The crowd is always going to be the onlookers, the people that you may pass by as you're doing your great work. Let me work. I'm back. Let's get it. Listen, the crowd will always be the onlookers, the people that you may pass in everyday life who have no stock in the great work. That's what Nehemiah was being faced with. The onlookers, the naysayers. Why would you do this? It can't be done. Be mindful of the crowd. Then you have the community. These are the people who are closest to you. They were close to Nehemiah. And even they, knowing of Nehemiah, kind of questioned him. And then you have your core people. Now, these people are special. These people are sent by God to help you do the great work. You will not have to beg them. They will willingly want to fall in line. They are not worried about recognition. They are not worried about who who did what. They are ready to get the great work done because they know that the great work is bigger than the individual. Your core people know the most about you. Your core people know the most about you. They know your good, your bad, your ugly, your indifference. They know all about you and they still love you unconditionally and will work with love and compassion and forgiveness. They know how great the work is. Let me work. So Nehemiah begins the great work. He has been called. He has been commissioned. The king sends him out with papers so that he may travel through the different lands. He's also been equipped with the materials that he needs to begin the work. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Too often we are looking for the resources to do the great work. But when we are called, when we have been chosen and we have been sent, the resources will be provided. God always provides the resources to do the work that he has called you to do. I am a living witness. This three months that I have been on sabbatical, uh, listen, God has taken me on a journey. I have had some wins and I've had some losses. I've had some highs and I've had some lows. And when I tell you that the lows have load, I mean they have load. I almost question, what am I doing? Have you ever been called to do something and you, you forget about the why? And you start focusing on the feedback. Let me work. Nehemiah did not concern himself with the feedback of the crowd because the crowd didn't call him. The crowd didn't commission him. He was focused on the great work. Now, what you have to understand is that during 
the building of the wall, they tried to get Nehemiah to come down. And Nehemiah said, basically he said, and I'm paraphrasing, you can go back and read the story, but he said, the work is too great for me to come down. I wonder, listen to me, I wonder what is going on around you. I wonder what is going on around you and in your life that is trying to distract you from doing and completing the great work. For the people in the back, I wonder what is trying to distract you and pull you away from completing the great work that you've been called to complete. Over the last three months, I have had some tremendous setbacks and losses. But one thing that I realized remained is the fire and the desire to finish the great work that God has called me to do. I challenge you in this moment. No matter what is going on in your life, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. The great work must be completed. It is the very reason why you've been sent to earth. You've been sent to earth with a purpose. Ordained and orchestrated and destined by God. You must. I repeat, you must finish the great work. We're running out of time and I want to hit all my points. Stay with me. Nehemiah was never distracted by the crowd. He ignored the community. And he tied hands with his core to complete the great work. When you go and read this story, I want you to understand. Go back and read. First Kings, Second Kings, just build your way up. But for those who, who don't have that much attention span, go to Nehemiah 2. Nehemiah 4, Nehemiah 6, 15 through 16. That is the totality of Nehemiah's story. It is very important and vital that you check that out. Now, what I want to say is what I learned from Nehemiah's story is that you always and I repeat, you always start with prayer. It is powerful. Prayer actually calms us down so that we are not anxious in nothing. Listen to me. Let me work. Number two, number one, start with prayer in whatever you do. Even if you don't know what to do, start with prayer and wait patiently for the answer. Number two, align yourself with God's will. The reason why Nehemiah's work was so successful of the rebuilding of the wall in Jerusalem is because he aligned himself with God's will, not his will. Too often we want to do amazing things and be successful in all of this. But what we fail to realize is, is it aligning with the will of God? Whew. Okay, that's number two. Align yourself with God's will. Number three, remember, God's plans are bigger. God's plans are bigger than anything that we can imagine. Too often we try to plan things and we have this and we're going to do this by this time. And what we fail to realize is that God's plans are bigger than ours. Now, what I want to share with you, and I want to hit my points here. Nehemiah's story is about the influence 
surrounding the children of Israel. At the time of the reconstruction of the wall in the city of Jerusalem. The outside influences had conspired to hinder Nehemiah from completing the great work. Again, Nehemiah prayed on 14 different occasions throughout this story. And if you want to find out how the walls were torn down, go to 2 Kings 25 and 10. And you will find the answer. Again, that's 2 Kings 25 and 10. And again, my question was, how did the wall get destroyed? Well, the answer is in 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 10. But I advise you to read it in its entirety, chapter 25. Let me work. The enemy will use people close to you to discourage you. Be mindful. Always pray. God's great work must get done. I want you to hear me. God's great work that he has called you to do must get done. Despite the naysayers, despite the crowd, despite the community, I want you to focus on connecting with the core, your core people. That is your tribe. Welcome to the Roy Judah podcast. That is your tribe of people. You connect with those people and the work will get done. There is something that you must know. There is something so important inside of you that the enemy does not want it to manifest and that he doesn't want the work to get completed because God gets the glory when the work gets completed. Understand that. See, people tend to mock what they don't understand, but God didn't give them the vision. He gave you the vision. He gave Nehemiah the vision and all the other prophets and leaders. They always mock until they see the results. I can prove it. Go back to the story of Noah. When he was building the boat, they mocked him until the great work was complete. Woo! Once the work was complete and the rain began to fall, the crowd and the community came running. See, naysayers always try to attack the great work of God. When they see the progress, when they see the completion of the great work is when they come running. Be careful. God always provides the provision, protection, and covering you need to complete his great work. Keep building. During my sabbatical, for some reason, I felt attacked on all sides. Have you ever felt attacked on all sides? That means no matter which way you turn, you feel affliction. And I realize that the enemy is trying to get me to abandon the great work. And if I can be honest and if I can be transparent, the whole roar of Judah podcast has been brought to you by God. 
And as long as I'm doing the work that God has called me to do, he will impact it the way that it needs to be impacted. I'll say it again. As long as I'm doing the work for God, he will cause it to impact the way that it needs to be impacted so that he can get the glory. This podcast is not about me. This is about the great work, spreading the gospel, the good news, and breaking it down so that others may understand it. Never be discouraged in doing the great work. Keep watch because your adversary, the enemy, roars around like a lion, looking for someone to devour. Never let the enemy distract you. You need people in your life who are willing, able, they have the heart and the mind and the focus and the drive and the ability to fight in order to complete the great work. We are running out of time. I want you to know that you have what it takes to complete the great work. Do not let the crowd or the community hinder you from completing the great work. God will supply all your needs. I am Juma Bush. This is the Roy Judah Podcast. You are loved, you are cared for, and you are much needed. We back. Let's get it. One.